0: Minutes. All right, it's a podcast. Uh, this one is going to be recapping Extreme Rules, and <clears throat> I'm going to be my honest thoughts on NXT 2.0. Um, let's kick it off with the results of Extreme Rules, almost Money in the Bank. Um On uh, those of you who are watching on, on YouTube, I'm recording this on my phone. That's why it looks a lot clearer and cleaner than it usually does. Uh, That's what I'm going to be using for a little while until I can get an actual webcam to put on my computer. It's right here. I have to get used to it. it's looking right there. Anyways, um yeah. Uh for the most part, my predictions were pretty spot on, yeah, honestly. And yeah, we had on the, the kickoff show, Liv Morgan versus Carmela and re checking the my episode from last week <clears throat> when I gave my money think you wanted to see money in the bank. My extreme rules, predictions I originally said Carmella to win, and then at the end of it, I said Liv Morgan, so technically I was still right. And it was an okay match. Um, you know, it was what it was. Could have just been a throwaway match on SmackDown, in my opinion. But otherwise, it was not a bad match. And then, uh, last minute match added uh, during the kickoff show that opened the pay per view was New Day versus Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Omos. Uh, and this one was a pretty good, you know, fast paced uh, high in, high impact action kind of match, which I mean, figured they probably. I'm guessing they probably figured, oh, we gotta do something to get Lashley and Big E on the show. We, you know, WWE champion, not even featured on this pay per view. And then of course, after the match, Lashley cut a promo challenging Big E to a WWE title match that happened on this, this Raw this week. Um, I'm not gonna be recapping Raw. But I'm just gonna be focusing on the pay per view itself, and then. NXT 2.0, and um, but yeah, this was a good match. And New Day came out on top for this one. And yeah, this one's at the stage for what was uh, to be the opening and then main event of Raw this week, which was Bobby Lashley taking on Big E for the WWE Championship. And that one actually was a very good match, especially the main event when they main event, it. It became a cage match, uh, which is just kind of funny because um, a couple of those a couple of matches they had on Raw this week have and should have been matches that happened on Extreme Rules, but I'm not the one booking this shit. But anyways, then we followed this up with the SmackDown Tag Team titles match. The Usos defending against the Street Profits. This one was pretty good, a pretty fun match. Um, not the best match, considering the teams involved. Uh, could have been a lot better, uh, but I mean, at the same time, I still enjoyed it very much. Um, and uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say not don't expect the best recap of the pay-per-view because honestly just well, i'm gonna say overall it was not the best pay-per-view from wwe this year um as of right now i still say wrestlemania was their best pay-per-view um uh, yeah this one as of right now i would say wrestlemania and then money in the bank and i don't know this one in Summerslam. i don't know i i, I have to rewatch it to really go but yeah that was a pretty good match um and not the best considering the teams involved, um, but uh, the Usos came out on top as I had expected them to. Um, but yeah, I'm not really complaining. It was a pretty good match. And then we had the Raw Women's Championship match, Charlotte Flair defending against Alexa Bliss. And this one, I actually expected to go a lot longer. It only went about 11 and a half minutes, um, but it was still a very enjoyable match. I enjoyed it very much, at least. Um, And with the rumors of uh, Alexa Bliss apparently taking time off because I'm getting ready for her wedding, I believe. So, you know, it makes sense that she lost this match. Charlotte uh, retaining her Women's Championship. I'm curious to see how her story is going to be progressing in the coming weeks and coming months, especially with the draft happening this week, uh, which I will be um, talking about on the next episode. Just give you a little heads up on that. Episode 120... I believe is what the, that one would be. Yeah, 120. Um, yeah, yeah. Charlotte Flair retained her World Women's Championship uh, for this against Alexa Bliss, and uh, after the match, she um, Charlotte Flair destroyed Lily, and uh, Alexa Bliss had a, I guess, what you would consider like an emotional breakdown regarding them. So uh, we'll see if there's any follow-up to that going forward. And then we had uh, the. Uh, United States Championship match. <sighs> Sorry, I had to blow some stuff off my glasses. Uh, United States Championship match. Damien Priest defending against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy in this one. It was okay. Not a great match. Not a bad match. It was only okay. It was okay to good. It's the best way I can put it. Which um, is disappointing considering all three men involved in this match. I mean, Damien Priest... Uh, as I said on my predictions, just, I'm a big fan of his. Fan of Jeff Hardy. Fan of Sheamus. Well, Sheamus and Jeff Hardy have kind of fallen off in recent years. Um, Sheamus has started to pick up a, a little get a little bit again this year, but Jeff is far from where he was years ago. And Damien Priest, you know, he's up and coming, especially he's coming off hot off the heels of his um, WrestleMania match, teaming up with Bad Bunny against Miz and Morrison. Um, um, yeah, and yeah, Damian Priest yeah, was victorious on, and then him and Sheamus went on to have a no DQ match on Raw, which again should have happened on the pay per view. Yeah, uh, and then we had uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship match Becky Lynch defending against Bianca Belair, and this one was a very very good match. I enjoyed this one very very much. It was very good, uh, back and forth action. Uh, both women. Phenomenal, absolutely, uh, which is to be expected. Bianca Miller is a you know freak of nature kind of athlete. Uh, Becky Lynch is the man, um, and but this match did not have a winner uh, because uh, we had the returning Sasha Banks coming in and causing a no contest, according to what I'm looking at on here. Uh, it was ruled no contest, uh, so I'm guessing at some point probably gonna get a triple threat match between. Sasha, Bianca, and Becky, which I am all for. I'm, I'm very excited to see that kind of match because, again, I, I like triple threat matches for the most part, but like I said on my predictions, some of them can be eh, much like the US title match was. <laughs> um, but yeah, a triple threat match with Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and Sasha Banks. No possible way for that to go anywhere but good. Uh, and then we come up to the main event. Roman Reigns defending against the Demon, Finn Balor, and this one was a very, very good match up until the ending. I would kind of compare it to uh, the Hell in a Cell match of Fiend and Seth Rollins, where it was a very good match, very good build-up, good story being told, and then the ending is just like a what-the-fuck-just-happened kind of ending. Um, But yeah, this one was a very good match, and was on its way to being the match of the night. Um... Just that ending just leaves a very bad taste. Um, I mean, if you saw the, if you've seen the baby, view, you know what I'm talking about. But I'll just go ahead and describe it for you guys anyway. Um,
1: there was a point where
0: everybody's laid out on the outside of the ring. Roman's out, and Balor's out. The Usos came out, and they're out. Um, and then suddenly. Finn Balor's music starts playing, or the intro part of it starts playing, and it's I guess it it, like resurrects him from the dead kind of thing, and then he goes like in like super super superhuman kind of mode where he's just fucking everybody up, slams Roman through a table, and then he climbs to the top rope, getting ready to do the coup de gras, and then the rope snaps from out of nowhere. I, I don't know how, I don't know why, but it the rope snapped. And um, no idea what the explanation is gonna be for that. Um, I mean, did Paul Heyman do something with it? Um, you know, was it just you know are they gonna play it off as a freak accident kind of thing? Which more more likely they will. Um, uh, uh, it's just it's a it's a head scratching what the fuck kind of moment. If it would if I don't know. Um, and then Roman. Got the spear and he got the one, two, three to retain the title, but it's just. Uh, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I mean, does this ruin the Mystique of the Demon? I don't know. I know a lot of fans believe that it does. I've seen it a lot on certain Facebook groups and people on Twitter and Instagram, um, but. I'm gonna be optimistic and wait and see how the story plays out because I have always been a believer on just see how it plays out let's not just dump on it right away you know for no reason kind of thing but yeah it is what it is and uh I mean if I had to rate this pay-per-view like I said I'll probably rate it as one of the weaker ones from WWE this year because I enjoyed the Royal Rumble um Money in the Bank was pretty good uh Hell in a Cell pay-per-view was pretty good WrestleMania, I thought was really, really good. Summerslam was okay. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I'll have to probably, I'll have to rewatch it to really see how I feel about it. But, um, but yeah, let's move on because um, a lot of opinions from fans all over social media about the newly revamped NXT 2.0, and um, a lot of them have shit on it. Just outright before it even even got started, some of them just saw the first episode and shut on it completely, saying NXT is dead. Um, but me, after three weeks of it so far, has it been three weeks? Yeah, it's been three weeks. I am of the opinion of I think it's I don't think it's that bad. I I actually enjoy it. I mean, the the aesthetic, the look of it is still something to get used to, but the overall show, the presentation, the matches, the new faces that we have seen. I'm enjoying it very much. And actually, let me go to www.com and check out the NXT roster to look at some of these new faces. Because some of them I'm familiar with, others not as much. But let me scroll through. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Scroll All right, NXT roster. Let's see. Yeah, some of the new faces to the brand. Audrey Chase, uh, Ashanti Adonis. Uh, let's see. Let me get through here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Um, and not as many new faces listed on here. All right, Josh Briggs. Um, yeah, the the new Mandy Rose with the brunette hair, which I like very much. Um, yeah. And Roderick Strong, the Weight champion now. Uh, Trey Baxter. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a few of the names listed on here. Not a lot of them though.
1: Um, and, and looking at this roster, there's
0: a few names that I'm surprised aren't, aren't on here yet. That's interesting. Very, very interesting. And um, yeah, of course the big breakout one is Brock Breaker, the um, second generation Steiner. Um, which is funny because they're not saying outright that he's a Steiner, but they they throw in the references a lot. I remember in the first match when he had with LA Knight, they, said, they mentioned Dogface Gremlin, which is Rick Steiner. And um, even his, his entrance music has the siren like Scott Steiner. Um, his gear is very much early Steiner Brothers as well. And the way they're building him up, he's got a bright future. Very much so. Very impressive in the ring, and I'm um, excited to see how that, how that story progresses with him. And Andre Chase, he's, he's an interesting character. I'm actually kind of into him. He's pretty funny. Um, kind of reminds me of a, like an edgier Christopher Nowitzki character. Um, so we'll see how that goes, and Hopefully, it can lead to some good things. And uh, we had the the wedding the wedding of Index uh, on the uh, first episode of the NXT 2.0, which I really enjoyed very much. I thought it was hilarious and very entertaining. Um, and just a pop from the crowd when Dexter said "I do." You know, I compared it to like a WrestleMania pop. It was that good. Um, the segment I thought was one of the best wedding segments they've done in a while. And probably one of the only very very small handful of weddings that doesn't end in a complete disaster. Yeah, and Joe Gacy—that's another one um, that I get that I see on here. Yeah, he was the, doing the um the safe space uh stuff a couple weeks ago, but supposedly he's you know canceled for for the, for the most part, and they removed all references to that. I don't know how much stock you put into that. I Maybe mean, you know, coming from guys like Meltzer, yeah, you know. But yeah, overall, I'm enjoying NXT 2.0 and could it improve a little bit? Of course, anything can be can always be better. but I'm enjoying it very much. I think it's really good. And I'm curious to see how the stories are gonna be progressing, especially again with then building up Brock breaker looking like he's gonna go against that awesome Champa for the NXT title. And, um, and uh, Cameron Grimes. Still hilarious and on top of the world, and he's gonna be uh NXT champion within the year, that's my prediction. Um, and you know, he'll probably be uh, North American champion within the next six months or so. Um, but then you know, they are building up between the hit row and uh, and um, and Santos Escobar and his crew. Um, you know, but we'll see how, how that sort of progresses because there's still a lot of story to be told amongst those crews. That was crews. Those crews. And, you know, Samoa Joe being injured and having to relinquish the championship. A lot of fans calling bullshit on that. I I don't know why. I mean, it's it's proven that he's very injury-prone in his WWE career, so I don't know why anyone would doubt that that was a legitimate injury. But, hey. Fans will believe what they want to believe. But, yeah. Um, Just to sum it all up on this episode, yeah. Extreme rules was eh, NXT 2.0. I give it a thumbs up. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Minutize Podcast. Uh, it's not the best episode, not one of my best ones, but I mean, I already said it earlier, it's not going to be the best one. And um, but yeah, I hope you all enjoyed watching and subscribing and listening. And if you're not subscribed, please do so. You know, You can do so on YouTube. Spotify, Google Podcast, Castbox, Radio Breaker, Anchor, Apple Podcasts—all the direct links will be in the description of this episode. And you can support me on Patreon, one dollar a month, if you'd be so kind. Or you can support me by buying uh, some merchandise from my podcast store—that is in the description as well. And you can stay in touch with me on all my social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vero, uh, Snapchat—all um, those direct links will be in the, the description as well. Um. Yeah, thank you all so much for watching, for listening, for subscribing. I love and appreciate every single one of you do. Truly, genuinely do. And I hope you're all doing well. Staying safe, staying healthy, taking care of yourselves and your loved ones. Yeah, this has been the Tights Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see all of you on the next one. Bye-bye.